0: I'm Charlie Taylor.
1: I'm Ben Carter, run hip-hop by the numbers on Twitter. We use hip-hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture.
0: And I am director of The Fifth Element, but I highlight the fifth Element, hip-hop, which is knowledge. Put some respect on our name. Stick digits. <laughs> <laughs> This one is gonna be
1: fun. This one's gonna be fun. I've,
0: I've, I've low key so for, so a little behind the curtain for you guys. Um, we thought of this in a, like a couple of days ago. Um, just we we just because every every I don't know because obviously in the past like month or so we've had everything pretty much locked up in terms of what we're gonna do. So <laughs> when it came to obviously this particular episode, it's like the first episode in a while where we're just like, oh yeah, we need to think of something. Yeah, <laughs> that would help, wouldn't it? So. I literally, well, I don't know about Ben, but I literally spent like about 20 minutes just like looking through, I don't know, should I do a retrospective, uh, should we look at this, should we look at that, and I'm just like, mm, he's he's never listened to them, he sucks. Um, <laughs> um, So we ended up coming to this, but we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, But yeah, it just, <laughs> it just spent like, it just been like a good half an hour for me just like looking up what's, what should we do next, uh, you know, the show goes on um, after New Year's and all that. Um, but that yeah, is, that's a, a good topic. Uh, but but, apparently, but apparently, apparently, according to Ben, we had the same exact same thought uh, when I suggested this. So that's, the, uh, I, nice, that was weird. Nice. That
1: was that was actually a really weird moment because, you know, I, I don't always want to pitch Charlie because my, you know, we're pretty different. We're different people. We listen to different things. We're interested in different parts of hip hop. So sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't know, man. And then Charlie, I was thinking in the back of my head that we should do this topic. And then Charlie just said, hey, what if we do this topic? I was like, fuck yes, let's do this topic. So I'm super keen on that.
0: All right, good. Yeah, I'm, I have been wondering for for like a while, when is he going to suggest something like, I don't know, Dipset or like <laughs> someone, someone that he knows I've never blasted before. But Why like, I really he- wanted.
1: <laughs> I tried to tried the little Wayne one and you're just like, no, it was a veto. It was an immediate veto. I think he might have sent the text even before I sent my text. I think he just knew. And I just got this no and I said, what about little, oh, okay, fair enough.
0: <laughs> when are we gonna do retrospective on beanie seagull man come on come let's go on. that would be
1: so <laughs> epic uh oh well that's the way it goes man that's the way it goes gotta make concessions
0: <laughs> one day
1: one, one, one day i'll find
0: the time to to listen to some beans but for now <laughs> get into this digger show uh how you been Ben? how's your week been and uh well should I even ask what you've been listening to this week? Because, <laughs> well, you know, no, no point asking me. Trust me.
1: <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you with some stuff because oh, he's, got some he's got some heat. Charlie put out his top twenty albums of 2019, and he actually revealed them to me selflessly uh, on the podcast last week after we finished recording. And then he posted his list on Fifth Element. So I was like, I'm gonna go check out some of this heat. It's like the next day. So... so I checked out the heat. And I'm going to go from best to worst. I didn't go through every single (laughs) album, obviously. I'm not going to go through every album. I checked out three (laughs) of them.
0: He just ranks all 20 (laughs) of (laughs) my albums.
1: This is shit. (laughs) I checked out three of them. Uh, Robert Glasper's Fuck Your Feelings. Is that it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Mention, yeah. So this album is one of the most inventing and engaging pieces of music I've heard all year. It Mm. reminds me a lot of what we said about To Pimp a Butterfly. The fact that it is so clean yet so experimental Mm -hmm. within the realm of perfection. Every guest melds beautifully into the project. The beats are varied and skillful. And I listened to it in different circumstances. I was working and listening to it. I was in the car. I was working out. The album is just incredible. It's just a top-tier project. I really, really, really enjoyed that. Uh, I got to "Retropolitan." Bro, what can you say about this? Like, pe- You listened to Retro-Polin when it dropped, didn't you? I did, but I don't think I reviewed it on here. I don't think I spoke about it on here. I swear.
0: No, no I think you did. I think, did cause, I?
1: Because I, cause I, cause I remember it. Because I, I listened to it the, the week
0: it dropped. And then I said, like, uh, uh, Sky Zoo's, uh, like voices voice is like commanding to me. And then, like, the next week you were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Sky Zoo's lit. But well, then. Like, fair enough.
1: It's the same. It's the same. Then fine. Like, it's it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it but I love it again I'm like okay, fair it's, enough. A, it's a great album I, I just well, thought a shout, yeah. I thought Pete Rock sounded incredible it's just a brilliant album um, yeah it's clean in my third spot I actually listened to an Iranian composer and musician called Sabah Alizadeh. I'm not sure okay. how to pronounce his name but the album is called Scattered Memories and the album really threw me it was actually exactly what I was looking for especially with what we're going through in Australia right now with the fires and I think that great music can not only manage or regulate your mood, it can manipulate your mood in order to take you on a journey or through a narrative that the composer constructs. And this album, it like ebbs and flows, it engulfs you, it keeps you at arm's length and then pulls you in, and then it fills you with dread and existential questions. It's a really deep piece of music and it uh, requires a really immersive listen but I would highly recommend people listen to that if they're in the mood to just be taken on a bit of a journey. It might be a great album to meditate to. I haven't meditated to it yet. I'm not sure I'm ready to meditate to it. I might go to some really dark places, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, Saba Alizade. I'm not really sure how to pronounce his name, but we'll, I might drop the link on my uh, Instagram. Then I listened to Harriet. Harriet. Yes. Um, bro, this album... I'm not I don't want to diminish the album or the sound by saying this, but it just reminded me so much of Mac Miller on Divine Feminine or Anderson Pack. And I okay. think this whole thing started with a Tribe Called Quest in the mainstream. I just feel yeah. like it was in a Tribe Called Quest vein and and groove. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. smooth, very inviting, delivered a really powerful message. Uh, I couldn't really listen to it back to back to back like repeatedly, like I did with Robert Glasper and Metropolitan. I'm not sure why that was. I think it was just a very. It, it's a very dense album. It's very weighty. Like there's a lot going on in it. Um, yeah. It was hard <laughs> yeah. to. It was hard to really It's a vibe meal. To. It's a meal. It's yeah, a it free was hard. Meal. It, it's hard to survive too. But I, I definitely love that album. Rock Marchio Lago, Marchiolago, uh, that came out in December. Mm. Rock's one of the most consistent artists in the game. He's always putting out quality product. This is just typical grimy. Gritty bars, raw bars, the beats are really joyous, throwbacks, uh, really solid, well put together album. You've got to respect Rock Marciano's grind because this is a guy who, in the streaming era, put out I think it was Rosebud's Revenge and he, he sold it for $30 and he was selling a lot of copies. Like, he's got a really devoted follower base and if you really like i want to say he's from queens i don't know where he's from but he just sounds like he's from queens i'm not really sure if he is i might be completely up the wrong tree there but just sounds like queens like it's just very gritty stuff and then the final album i listened to was uh mavi let the sun talk a lot of people have been telling me i need to listen to mavi to be honest reminds me heavily of earl sweatshirt the beats are really jazzy and inventive and sometimes even sound sample based mavi sounds really warm over the top of them but i think because i had that earl sweatshirt comparison in my head i kept getting stuck comparing them and i found myself just really craving earl i was like man i really want to hear earl over the top of this but Mm. it was good it was it's a really good project and if you're not like super dialed into earl then i'm sure you won't have an issue listening to this project but that was only my my only issue with it it's a great album that's just the only reason why it's at the bottom of my list but mm. I got into quite a lot this week, so I, I assume you didn't get into any. Uh,
0: nah, I just uh, I, I don't know. Just um, I I I I the week period just like I don't know declensing and just like not listening to stuff in terms of like I, I, I don't know. I, I've I've put in I've, I think I've put in some good listening hours in the part in the past year. So I was, I was just like let me just. It'll just take a week. If there's something there, there's something there. You know, let's do a few singles here and there. Um Chronics and Sampa the Great on the Black is Beautiful remix is actually fire. I'd love that. Um I'm actually seeing Sampa the Great in a couple of weeks live, that's so that's cool. gonna be fun to that's gonna be fun to get into. We'll report back hopefully with some good news about that. Um but yeah man, it's just obviously it's just been uh, all the writing stuff and uh I actually for for those that uh, um speak funny enough, uh, Ben has been Look what! Look what he just did. Uh, he he went back and, just, and uh, looked at other stuff that he didn't get to, um, which is actually the uh, I guess what's it called? What's, it, what's, it, what's, it, what's it, The subject of like a uh, article I just wrote uh, dropped as of this uh, as of the drop of this episode, Tuesday. I've dropped to I on Monday. Um, so it's like a state of the hip hop union address. I do it. Um, I've done it for the past uh, couple of years, and yeah, the, the, the whole message this time is just about like you know the year that passed and obviously. You know, we've talked about this on the podcast where people go, oh, it's a shit year, and I'm just like, was it though? Um But yeah, no, it's it's, it's, it's all good on that front. And um, look, uh, it's just um I've just been rocking back and forth, just like <laughs> needing need sight, because there's been no podcast here, there's been nothing other than these, other than the 5EPN, trust me on that. Uh, but other than that, it's just been dead weak for me, and I've actually been going to, just i don't know just go just going out uh i went to see a couple of films that was that was cool nice. um saw star wars that was boo boo i saw a yeah. gentleman that was lit yeah I want, Fire, heavy, I want to see that. heavy 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 uh, good watch uh definitely go pay see pay to see that all right uh again and uh yeah and uh Rob marciano is from long island by the way um okay just, uh, still new york there. all right, I'll take yeah, that yeah new york I'll still new that. york um so yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much been my week. It's been pretty calm. Um, hopefully, we'll get some. Uh, we'll get we'll get started on the on the music train again. Um, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I listened to some artists. I've been meaning to listen to like a few stuff here and there, but nothing full, nothing full weight. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's been uh, fun. But let's get into this topic of the show. Okay. So, uh, music personalities and quote-unquote hip-hop journalists. Um, obviously, we have a podcast here in the, under the 5 VPN called In Search a Source, and those guys over there love to... The whole purpose of their show in particular is to talk about um, and to hail music journalists and other, other music journalists such as themselves that do, you know, generally great reads and great work and, you know, good reporting in the, in the general sense, in the general definition. But I feel like... Uh, I feel a bit jaded when I get into um the the territory gets a bit murky when you want to talk about um how we get music news these days and uh, i guess get quotes from artists these days so i'll see there's you know your breakfast clubs your ebro your sway in the morning your even vlad tvs and all them lot uh zane low rosenberg <laughs> <laughs> you, right. get, you get all of them you get all of them guys and i kind of just wanted to i personally wanted to spend this uh particular episode trying to figure out what these people are i guess not put them in a box or label them or anything you know not, it's not it's not about that but i just want to understand their place here in hip-hop and uh i guess judging whether it's a negative or a positive a and um yeah just just conversate about that because i feel like it's a side of it's a side of not just hip hop, but a side of music that I feel like is has just become a thing, and nobody's actually like gone hang about. What, what is this specifically? Is it just like a place for artists to market themselves? Is it is is it that? Is it just or is it people genuinely trying to uh, be journalists and actually you know find um, find stories in the artist or whatever? And I think in the examples we're gonna bring up and the examples I've already brought up, some of them have uh, do that, but it's not in the sense of like in the example I gave uh, Ben when we when I thought of this when I of this uh, particular topic, it's not like you know, Gail King, who obviously um, is a American journalist, um, interviewing R. Kelly, and we've all seen that video, um, is journalism. Mm. But Charlemagne the God interviewing uh Uh, six nine at the hype of the high of his hype he's asking questions and you know genuine questions you know about his uh you know um, all the all the stuff he all the letting his nuts hang and all that was that genuine was that genuine journalism (laughs) was was, was that genuine journalism is charlemagne the god a journalist you know i mean it's just there's a lot here and uh I've obviously left a, a very wide foundation for Ben to it's very wide for ben to, for ben to begin on, <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to throw Ben in deep end and see see where it goes. So just that
1: <laughs> I have a train of thought that, that begins. I have a train of thought. So as you were speaking, I was thinking about. I've been watching Love and Hip Hop a lot lately, like going back over the seasons because okay, that's,
0: uh, uh, okay. We have to talk about that some uh,
1: some day, Dave. Okay, look, my <laughs> mental my mental health can't be the topic because we'll talk about it forever. But this is part of <laughs> this is part of just relaxing for me. And so I was okay, watching and like looking up some of these personalities who are on love and hip hop and, and what kind of following they have online and looking at their their actual personality and the way that they present themselves. Now there's someone called Drewski. I don't know if people probably know who Drewski is if they've watched the show, but outside of the show, I don't know if you know who DJ Drewski even is or even someone like DJ Self. I, I think a lot more people know DJ Self, but he's around the same he's a little bit older than, than Drewski. But the way that these new artists who are presented to us on the show, um, I can't even... Major Galore, I think, is one of them. I can't even remember all of these new art. I can't remember their names, to be 100%. Right. That's how forgettable some of these artists that we're presented with on the show are. But they really <laughs> do suck up to these... Uh, no pun intended. Suck up to these DJs. Like, DJ Drewski is just this really quite annoying weedy little white guy who must be in his early 20s but he has a tv show and uh, sorry, he has a radio show and so all of a sudden all these artists are like oh man we've got to get got to get in Drewski's back pocket because it's a great look like he might get us on the radio hmm. and this is where this idea of the dj breaking artist came from when we spoke about it on our dj did we do it we did a d our oh, mixtape we did the mixtape episode yeah, yeah and yeah. you know these these Uh, DJs became personalities because they would have early access to music from record labels Uh, they usually paid interns to get verses and, and to leak music and so all of a sudden they became superstars so you're thinking of people like uh, who's the bloke on DJ Envy? DJ Envy's is a great example. Now we might look at him now, and he's he's on TV. Uh, sorry, he's on. Why do I keep saying TV? I've got Love and Hip Hop on the brain. It really, it really does does infect you. That show, it really, it really creeps in and and becomes part of your circuitry. So don't watch it too much. That's just a public service announcement. But uh, DJ Envy is on the radio now. But he was a DJ man. He was he was actually breaking records back in the day. So it's unsurprising that he has a voice now what is that voice exactly what what is the point of that voice how is he using that voice it's an economy and that's what i'm seeing a lot in music journalism now where if we go from huge extremes like we're looking at someone like Drewski, all the way over to central source there's a massive maybe you could put them on the same spectrum as journal music journalist but there's a huge divide between that because Central Source is not part of this hip-hop economy. They're not part of the... the. It's almost like a major label kind of situation where these artists are like courting these DJs to break their records so mm-hmm. that they can get a look and they can get some cut-through and some engagement. I don't really see that as journalism. And mm-hmm. you might say, well, they're interviewing artists as well. I understand mm-hmm. that, but that's still a look. That's still, you know, we're getting this artist up on this to give them some promotion. And in the end, what I find really interesting about those interviews, and you asked about Charlemagne and 6 9 and stuff like that, it's – and I spoke a little bit about it last week on the podcast and then off-air to Charlie. The artists are the ones that are the news. Now, these journalists, yeah. in inverted commas – I'm merely reporting on what the artist has said or done. There's no at at the very forefront, at the top of our uh, what we're seeing every day. You know, we're seeing Double XL Genius. We're seeing these outlets who are just retweeting what, or basically just reposting what an artist has said. Like (laughs) Little Uzi Vert. Breaking news. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) I haven't had sex in the last two years. Double XL. Oh my God, Little Uzi Vert hasn't had sex in the last two years. Read our think piece on it. It's like all this, this, this stuff with French Montana and 50 Cent, right? The, the, the French Montana and 50 Cent. The craziest thing, Charlie texted me yesterday with a thread from a Twitter user who had discovered <laughs> that French... Had been fake, well, well, maybe not French, but someone had been faking his streams. Oh, you I killed can't... the light, though, Bo. Well. <laughs> I, I apologize, but it, it's I'd very it, pertinent it to it's this. Funny. It's very, it's very pertinent to this because yeah, yeah. A, a, I think it was a Reddit user had discovered that uh, the the streams of this song, whatever song it was, I can't even freaking remember. Yeah, I had like a, a fucking Cardi, I think Cardi B and someone else on it. Yeah, Cardi was on it. I remember when the yeah. song dropped, and it was just, it was yeah. just a bust. It wasn't and even a, on my radar. <laughs> apparently he's been someone who's been hacking into people's Spotify accounts and the song has been playing in the background and that's going to inflate his streams. Now, a lot of outlets reported on it. Are they the journalists or is it the Twitter user or the Reddit user who went and found all this crap out? That's what's muddying up the waters now. It's like the the middleman is the journalist and the person who delivers the news... Is not a journalist to me. That's not journalism. You're just reporting on something that someone else did all the work for, and that's echo chambers, really. Yeah, and that's what's. Yeah. That's why I think we're all getting a little bit confused at the moment with mo- music journalism.
0: Okay, so let's let's take that. Let's let's take that echo echo chambers because I think that's a good uh, a good way to call it. Because if you go back to obviously way back in the day, you know, when Source and Vibe had, you know, genuine people uh, yeah. going out to, you know, find stories or whatever, you know, and um, and help tell the story of whatever's going on in the hip-hop culture at that point in time, right? So, you take that thought, and um, if you want to, I don't know, go watch Brown Sugar or something, because I think that's a good um, little, that's obviously not the most perfect <laughs> example of a, how hip hop journalism was in the '90s, but it's, it's 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 not bad, and it's a good film. It's a good, it's a nice little black rom- romance film. Celebrate black love, people, and um yeah. So if you go back to now, and uh, you know the the echo chambers are you talking about? Uh, what was the What was the thing we talked about uh, a few a few like, a month or so ago about the source? Where then they just like tweeted, uh, "Uh, what was that?" Yeah, like, what, what, uh, what, why is there no good music out or something like that? It's just like. Yeah. You're you're the source though. <laughs> you 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 were originally invented to find that said good music, and now you're. Yeah, you, you literally you, had a column you're called "Unsigned Hype." Yeah, like are you yeah, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, exa- yeah <laughs> now you're tweeting like you're some dickhead that uh, just listens to like Drake, and if Drake doesn't drop, like everything else is trash. So who are you? But you know, it's just obviously, and that's, and that's a whole conversation about just how down the uh, I guess. The source itself has gone down but um i think that is a genuine thing a thread to look at i guess in terms and a genuine example to look at of how uh we had actual hip-hop journalism and we still do you know we 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 know we know who these people are in terms of actual genuine journalists and we know what i I, actually even with that said i don't i don't even generally think that people know what journalism is sometimes and that's partly why we're having why we're having this conversation um but i think some people do see people like um i don't want to say charlemagne but like uh, i guess okay let's take vlad for example because
1: well let well let's before we do that let's define okay. what we both feel like journalism is because there's a okay. very broad definition of journalist which i don't really agree yeah. with like a person who collects rights or distributes news to the public yeah no, I, I don't know no, I don't necessarily agree with that because the weather person is a journalist by that <laughs> definition. So okay. So what's your definition? My definition is someone who actually does the the collecting. There's no or in that to me. Okay. So there's no. I mean, maybe you could do or distributes at the end, but you mm-hmm. have to collect it yourself. In my view, you have to go out yeah. there, and I don't. Collecting is not. Going on little Uzi Vert's Twitter and seeing what he's tweeted today, and then turning that Ooh. into a graphic to put on your yeah. whatever, you know, that's not <laughs> collecting information. You have yeah, you're to go out there.
0: Your Instagram music page, that's you. Know.
1: Yeah, you have to go out there with an express. Maybe even a good word is hypothesis, or you have a goal, or you have mm-hmm. some sort of mm-hmm. you have some sort of thought or. Uh, Mm -hmm. information you wish to convey, but you do not yet have the evidence to support that information. Mm -hmm. Or you have an idea that there could be a story in something out there, and you go and find that story. It might be completely different to what you thought it was at the start. But you have to actually do something. There's a Mm -hmm. verb in there. You have to collect. You can't just present you know so that's what my definition of a journalism journalist is and that's why i don't think an interviewer is necessarily a journalist by default because just because you're asking a question about their new album does not mean that you're a journalist you're not collecting information that way or writing it or even distributing it it's you're just there you're just a you know you're just part of the fabric you're just a mouthpiece or a a sounding board so that's Mm. my that would be my 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 definition
0: I would say that's a bit large. I'd say that's more about investigative journalism, and okay. um, you know, I, I think in uh, I personally think that investigative journalism is like obviously. I mean, I'm not a journalist, but uh, I think I personally see that as like the height of journalism because that's obviously the purest sense of it. In like, you know, you have a you have a I don't know gut feeling or whatever, or, or just a thread that you think like this needs to be pulled on, this thread needs to be pulled on and then you keep pulling and pulling and you go to find out stuff. So I think yeah. that's a perfect definition of investigative journalism and the okay. best, t- in object- subjectively I'll say, the best type of journalism, right? I think journalism for me is a little bit more simpler in terms of like, you, if you, okay, if you want to like, inv- in like a interview an artist, right, that's cool. Um, I would say, I would say bluntly that obviously isn't um i get i guess that like you know knocks on the door of journalism but not enters the room i think to enter the room of journalism if you're like interviewing someone is that you have a story behind that you know you have a story behind that person so if you're interviewing someone like um uh i don't know Rhapsody right you're interviewing Rhapsody about something um i guess uh i don't know female rappers there you go that's a a very basic basic thing to think about but just just an example right so you're 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 creating a you're creating a piece on um quote-unquote female rappers right and then you go to interview rhapsody about it and you try and get her opinions on that that's interviewing and like i said interview knocks on the door journalism but the fact that you're using Rhapsody not just because she's Rhapsody but because you know uh, she is a yep. person that knows what uh, that knows obviously the concepts of female rappers in and out and can have a, and could produce a good word on it then that's journalism because you're using her not just because it's her voice but because it helps make your point of whatever you're trying to make so to wrap that up i guess the definition of journalism for me is just like you have you may want to find these people, um, because they're obviously names that people know about. And that's always, and that's always good, you know, to have sources, especially ones that are known. And this obviously, you know, pertains to like, I don't know, sports journalism and, uh, uh, and music journalism, obviously in general journalism, like news journalism, uh, uh, most of the, most of the time sources can't be, uh, talked about because for mm. obvious reasons, uh, for some reasons. And, um, so with that said, I just think journalism is simply like uh, I'm trying, to I'm trying to put in a sentence, but, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's uh, uh, there's there's a definition in there, but I, I think well, the, of, way, uh, the, the way the yeah. way that
1: I would say that just from what you said there, that boiled it really down to me is that the journalist has to add something. I don't know what that thing it that thing. Yeah, whether, be very... it's
0: a, whether it's a personal whether it's a personal feeling or a response to what's going on. You know, or to reflect the times, it's one of the it's one of those things. Like, if you have a thought that I pers I I think that um, <clears throat> I think that in a couple of years, um, this this or this ice will be uh one of the biggest size ever, and then you go to find out uh, you, then you ask people about that um, I don't know via like a focus group or whatever. And then you report back with those findings. You know, it's just, you know, I think that's a bare bones way of doing journalism where like either you have a thought or you're trying to respond to a popular thought that's going on in in the in the stratosphere you're in. And then you go out to, again, pull on that thread and to find more about that and to, uh, I guess, shine more light on the particular subject that's being. Uh, loosely talked about at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think at the very basic level, you just have to add something to the situation. If you're yeah. an interviewer and you go in there with rhapsody, and you have sort on it. Yeah, you have <laughs> you, you have no express. Desires or goals from that interview except to get Rhapsody to talk about her new album to me that's not journalism because Rhapsody already wants to talk about her new album she's going to well, look i'm not putting words in Rhapsody's mouth maybe she doesn't want to do that, but we're using her as an example here yeah, yeah. you know she's get that's the media cycle. She's going to come in. She's going to talk about a new album. You can yeah. just literally stand there and point a microphone at her, and she will do that. That is not journalism. You're just a prop in that. You're just a you're a microphone stand. You're nothing. So
0: that's your so that's your sway in the mornings. That's your breakfast clubs. That's your ebro. Uh, sometimes,
1: yeah? sometimes. I'm not saying that they're all the time like that. I think that uh, one of the better interviews I've heard was actually wrote, amazingly Rosenberg. And because uh, with what? Jay-Z. Yeah, with Jay-Z on Juan Epstein in 2009. Because Rosenberg was so... I mean, he was intolerable, but they got a lot out of Jay-Z because Jay-Z doesn't do a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. There's another example, if anyone remembers this, which is the the opposite of this, yet it was still a great interview, but Jay-Z went up on Angie Martinez. he just come back from overseas, and I think it was pre-Super Ugly, it was post... It was post-Ether, maybe? I'm not sure. Because okay. oh, I think Super Ugly came out the day after. But anyway, it was at the height of the Jay-Z uh, Nas beef. Right. Angie Martinez is a, is a great, great interviewer. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But she just sat there because Jay-Z just spoke. And he spoke and he spoke and he spoke. And, he spoke and Angie kind of didn't really do anything. you know. And I didn't really feel like that was journalism. Like, what are you doing there? Jay-Z was going to come up anyway. He respects plat- you. Po- s- Providing a platform. It's a platform. That's different. Mm -hmm. That's different to journalism to me. That's just a platform. And so, Mm -hmm. just going back to my original point, I think you have to add something. And a lot of the time, these these interviewers do. Don't get me wrong. You know, DJ Vlad actually asks some pretty intense questions, and he gets as much as we might not like him, he actually gets his subjects to say some pretty wild stuff. And and to me, that's actually journalism. I, I would consider that journalism. They're not going up there and they don't want to expose themselves the way they do. Pause. But some of the stuff they say, I mean, that's why <laughs> DJ Flat is, is being considered as the feds because some, for some reason he gets people to say some pretty crazy stuff on wax. And mm. to me, I would consider that journalism. I feel like you're just trying to get a rights out of me for.
0: Praising DJ Vlad objectively, and but we've never exactly really spoken about DJ Vlad. <laughs> we've never, I don't
1: know what your feelings are on DJ Vlad, apparently. Uh, no uh, big I mean,
0: I used to, um, like way back in the day, uh, I don't know, about like I guess like five, six years ago, I'd be really into like watching DJ Vlad interviews, Same. especially stuff like Lord Jamar because that dude just constantly just chats so much shit, yeah, T, but yeah <laughs> spilling the tea and um yeah i guess objectively i can see your point um my thing is with vlad specifically i just uh i just feel like his motives sometimes are always directed at the um at the ills that hip-hop have, has created out for itself over the past, you know, decades, and he just perpetuates them a lot. And obviously, granted, the people that he talks to should know better, I think, and just, like, either not rise to it or or just, like, you know, shut it down in a way that is uh, smart. Because I, 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 I guarantee you... If I show Lord Jamar some video, some shit that he said, like, six years ago, he'll be like, wow, I said that, didn't I? Wow, that's, yeah, what that's crazy. What is the deal with Vlad? Like, how but, but, did, like where again, is he like, anyway? Yeah, but, is he in but, Russia yeah.
1: and he via video link? Like... <laughs> I don't fucking know about Vlad. Like, right? he's, he's never there. And I'm like, but I even saw Benny the Butcher on there saying some stuff. And I'm like, I think mm. it was Benny. And I'm just like, mm. what are you doing on DJ Vlad? It was, you know, it was perplexing to me. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know how he. I don't know how he does it. Honestly, I don't know how it. It probably still gets mad views. So I'm, I'm probably. I'm definitely sure about that. And that's po- And yeah. that's. And I think that's another thing, right? I think that's a. I think that's another wrinkle to all of this. That negativity sells, right? Yeah. And not even negativity in the you know damaging sense. Just negativity in the abstract sense of like you know if you're talking about. Um, <clears throat> If you're talking about someone like uh, Takashi or whatever, for example, that I've already given, right? You know, I feel like personally, um, and, I f- and I think most people agree <laughs> at this point, uh, Takashi was an example of how hip hop can go bad in many ways. Um, you know, how, you know, being fake and all of this stuff, and, um, you know, the-, the pompous grandstanding just and the and the uh and the american music hip hop news cycle um they really just uh energized each other they do they basically but but it gave each other a shot of adrenaline in those few months that um Takashi was like you know constantly being talked about um and i feel like that's a that's a that's clearly a systemic thing that needs to be checked and obviously, we can't check it because it's so fucking large, and it doesn't and it hasn't just happened with uh, Takashi. that's just a very genuine example. There's plenty of stuff where like you know someone uh tweets something or someone posts an i g video, and it just go and it just mixed around mm. now, Takashi wasn't ashamed of the fact uh, wasn't shameful in how he did that. he just constantly did it, and he knew he'd get people talking. Whatever he said, just go on IG. If you just if you're an artist, right, and you want to be and you and you want to be on the news cycle, just go on IG live and just chat some shit. Hmm. It's so fucking easy. Just just do that. Just chat some shit, and some people are gonna latch onto it, and they're gonna post it. And that's some. And that's like I think that's just a very doldrums, uh, way of looking at the news, uh, the American hip hop news cycle, where you just at some point you might have a legitimate show like the breakfast club bring him on and then now you've legitimized all that bullshit yeah. and i'm not saying breakfast club is the beacon of <laughs> the, be- the beacon of uh hip hop morality okay i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that they've, they've done, they 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 they've done some ugh, uh uh questionable shit but, but um, they have
1: a platform, and, and that platform, yeah. you know, I was talking to my dad at the cricket yesterday. Yesterday about brand awareness, yeah. and as soon as you have that platform, there's yeah. a, and and it's such a large follower base. There's like an implied not morality, but there's an implied authenticity and a yeah, pl- exactly. a, implied, as you say, legitimacy to yeah. it. And whoever you and so on, yeah, yeah. As soon as you do that, you, you're you're legitimizing whoever you've brought on, or even not not explicitly endorsing their message, but you're hosting their message.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I feel like bringing it back to Vlad. I think I think that I think his platform, while it's not, uh, you know, I guess official um, like a nationally syndicated radio show is. Obviously, that's you know the that's one of the li- most legit things you can do. Um, he's just a internet guy, and it's the same with academics as well, um, and those people, you know, they are fine where they are. And they can constantly get their get their views because they're just if they if you you know if you constantly churn it out then you're good and uh, maybe you'll catch it maybe maybe one day you'll catch a really big fish um, but that probably that really happens uh, because they're usually just the I guess the uh, I guess they're the tier below all of the ones we've named already where if you get to if you get to vlad and academics tier and you make some waves there maybe they can kick you up to to the breakfast club maybe they can kick you up there so i think that's just how i think vlad and academics are legit uh legitimate in a way um quote unquote because they know where their place and they can happily just get whoever and you know obviously i'm uh, i'm probably um putting down their skills to actually get people to talk to them um I mean I I, I just don't know <laughs> I, I I just don't know how how why why some people go on there and actually just say the stuff that they do it's just like what do they, do they have something on you like <laughs> I swear man some of the, some of the shit I've heard on Vlad is just like what what why would you say that like you, cl- like clearly has something on you. You're clearly getting blackmailed. Just blink twice if you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> blink twice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, I think I think that's kind of like a, I think there's tears to this, um, and uh, tears of legitimacy. Let's say that. Let's label it like that. And uh, you know, I, mean, I think it's, I, th- I think it can it can be depending on who you are and how much um, morals you have. It can be very, very, very easy to just get a kick up to next tier, and then kick up to the next tier, and then uh, kick up to the next tier, and then, but and then uh, wait, but before you know it, you're you're Takashi and your national news and people are listening to your shit. So,
1: there are so many angles to what you just said. There are three. So there are three directions I want to go in from what you just said because you said quite a lot there. Okay. The first is bringing up Takashi. Really highlights my point that I don't really think anyone who interviewed him throughout that period was a journalist. I just feel like you didn't yeah. need to be a journalist with Takashi in the room. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. all just, seen just both those say keyword. Yeah, me we've all seen both those Breakfast Club interviews, and he controlled those interviews. He said whatever he wanted to say. Uh, you know none of these people who were reporting on what Takashi was doing was that was not journalism you were just distributing and as I said earlier I don't believe distributing alone equals journalism do you just have a platform and you were just distributing the crazy stuff that he was doing that's to me not journalism that goes on to my next point which is I was talking again to my dad yesterday and I studied marketing at university and my degree is in marketing and my father worked in as, as quite high up in a very large firm for 30 years as the marketing manager or marketing director or whatever. Mm. And we were talking about hip-hop numbers in particular and we were talking about the, the, the idea of critical mass. Now, critical mass is when you get to a point as an organization or, or an organism even where your audience is large enough now that you know what works and what doesn't work you're at you you've achieved your uh early stages of growth which is in anything man when you start something it's once you start it you grow quickly and learn quickly and so with hip-hop numbers i'm just going to use myself as an example when i was posting a year ago I didn't really know what worked or what didn't work because my audience wasn't large enough. The sample size wasn't large enough for me to understand what posts were going to work and what weren't. So I might get 30 likes on one post and then 50 on another. But I couldn't discern that the the sample size was too small. It was 20 likes. How am I going to know which of those posts Mm -hmm. is actually going to underperform and which is overperforming or which is Mm -hmm. balanced? Nowadays, when I post up and get you know, 6,000 likes on a post. I know what's gonna get 6,000 likes. I know what's gonna get 200 likes. And what I'm, why I'm saying this is to say that when we assign credit to people like DJ Academics, and a lot of people do, a lot of people say, you know, Academics uh, has cornered a market. He's done really, really well. He has a little bit, but he's at critical mass. And he knows exactly what works and what doesn't work. And once you get to that point, you don't have to put in that much work. Mm -hmm. And I honestly don't have never seen journalism from academics. I've never seen it. He takes from other people and not just myself. You know, most of his statistics or most of his big posts are reporting on just whatever some other artist has done or put on their IG live or whatever the first week numbers are. You know, so to me, Mm -hmm. that's not journalism. Any all of these outlets that are at the pinnacle, and I'm going to use Genius as another example where. Genius. I worked for Genius for four years, annotating, and Genius only started going down this news route about three years ago. I want to say where they started churning out news content every single day. They rebranded right. completely. They had all different Twitter accounts for rap Genius, pop yeah, Genius, you know, rap
0: rock Genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and, no, and the, genius. the the point was. Uh, Genius is a great case study in this whole thing, really, because the point of Genius was actual journalism, in my view, annotating lyrics and bringing information and then distributing it, mm. and actually transcribing lyrics. You know, lyrics are information, and mm-hmm. and lyrics are and and then distributing that. What mm-hmm. Genius saw was that there was a huge market for this. Uh, I don't know what what to call it in in today's in today's lexicon with the internet. It was just toothless reposting that people would really connect with. I don't know why people connected with it so heavily, but like they would just grab three three words from a Frank Ocean song and post that and all of a sudden they get 10,000 likes. Yeah, click clickbait a good example. Or it, it's it's something familiar and people latch onto it. Yeah. So they were and, and so then they went down this journalist route, right? And they fired a bunch of their community staff. And I'm not saying they fired them so they could hire these writers who would just simply write and I think you even Charlie spoke about you were writing for a basketball website or something and you were doing you know a lot of articles in a short amount of time like reporting on yep, news yeah
0: three to five yeah. per day
1: 300 words minimum. That's yeah. yeah So so that's what Genius decided to do they went down this path and they um and, and at the same time that they fired a bunch of community staff members, they hired a bunch of these news writers, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they had this article section on Genius, mm-hmm. which was before was uh, it was it was populated by people like myself who did a, a statistical article in I think it was 2015 or 2016 on the the occurrence of drugs in hip hop, and it was st- statistic based. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, it was like. Um, 21 Savage released I am bet greater than I was one year ago to get today read all the lyrics here on genius Mm. like that was three or four of those a day and Mm. I was just like bro what the fuck is this this is not journalism and so that's why I think the whole idea of journalism has been so muddied lately and then we get into the third point which I want to speak to you about a little bit Okay. is the morality of it, because I think you're 100% right when you speak of there are ways to short-circuit those tears. Now, I've seen the ways, and I've been tempted by the ways. You see people like academics getting going viral when he gets into fights with people on everyday struggle, or him and Migos have a conflict, or he says some wild stuff that's disrespectful, and he goes up to the next level, uh, you're always going to see it when a large amount of people are criticizing something and you yeah. want to click on that thing and see why they're criticizing it. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes way back to our review episode where I said people want three things from a the review. They either want their opinion to be justified and they want to feel solidarity. They want to look at the review and say, yeah, I agree, that album's trash. They want to be outraged. So maybe they really like Chance the Rap is the big day and they go and see a review that gives it a zero and they're angry. They're like, nah, that's bullshit. People uh, love that. Anger is the most powerful motive. If you study psychology or do any kind of look into human behavior, anger is the most powerful motivator in history. It it will it will fuel you for the rest of your life. And yep. so that is gonna that's why negativity sells. Because if it pisses people off, they're gonna click on it and they're gonna engage with it and they're gonna give energy to it. And then the third, which is the most rare form of criticism and journalism, I think, is when you're actually bringing something entirely new, an expert opinion, something that no one's ever heard before to a situation. Now, I've always sought out that one, but that's because I have a lot of time on my hands. You know, I have a lot of time and energy to give to journalism and to hip hop. A lot of people don't bother with that third one. And that's why places like DJ Booth only have a hundred or two hundred thousand followers, and places like Genius have like eight million followers. You know, there's a difference, and you have to make a decision as an outlet or as a journalist, whatever you're in, whatever realm you're doing. What way, what route do I want to go? Do I want to stay true to myself? Do I want to stay true to my beliefs, or do I just want to ride the wave? Mm-hmm. And a lot of places just ride the wave, man. But I want to know what your thoughts on that are because I i've said a lot of stuff there and i just want to know how you feel about that
0: i think you've really uh just uh put a real pin in pretty much all of it to be honest um i i mean i I've, i don't have a psychology degree <laughs> no neither do i neither <laughs> do i, I wanted, yeah I I don't, want to but, but yes yeah, it, I, I do you can you can i mean just look at the just look at the most political climates that we've seen in the past like couple of days it's just like you know people if people are angry they want something to be done uh and then they're just like and, then, and then at some point and then i think this is another part of human psychology or just human uh human life i guess you know then they just move on with it, and then that Overton window is just shifted a little bit to this direction or a little bit to that direction, where it's become where it becomes normalized. And I think that's where we're at uh, when it comes to hip hop journalism, where the Overton window. And just to, to explain what the Overton window is, it's like a, it's, I think it's a political science tool, but I think it'd be it can be used in many cases. Where like, if you think of a line uh, on on the on the okay on, in this case on the left side is you know, investigative journalism, and then on the right side, it's uh, just just uh, the crap that we've been talking about, right? The overton windows in the middle, right? Um, and you could just call that journalism. So, if you have someone like if you have pieces places like Genius and now the Source, uh, just doing you know just bare bones news article reporting, then the overton window is going to shift to the right. It's going to shift to the right to the to the crappy end and not to the genuine investigative journalism end, right? And I think the the window for us as a, as a whole has moved a little bit, obviously to the um to to the more negative side of it. Simply because I think we as music listeners, as uh, consumers, and as just as um, people in the Western world, or, or well. You're in the Eastern world, but uh, uh, in the in the first world, let's say that <clears throat> we see we 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 see a we see a, a headline, respond to it, move on. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I generally I, I I always want to, I've always wanted someone, and probably uh, someone probably has done this before, but I really want someone to do of just like a a big ass poll to ask people when you see an article on Twitter, and you want to, and you want to respond to it. <laughs> <laughs> do you read the article and they respond to it or do you just read the headline and they respond to it and you know and in some cases you know we we've, we've both probably done that before i've definitely culprit of that um most of the time when i do it i know the story basically you know and i mm. think that's i think that's how some people <laughs> would uh probably uh, try to spin it but I genuinely but, but I've probably done it I've probably done it a few times where like I've seen I don't know uh, someone talk about this thing and I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck that thing. Quote tweet, fuck this thing <laughs> tweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone's done that. And that's not just Twitter, that's that can be everywhere. Probably on IG stories, fuck this thing, send. Um it's so simple. It's so easy to just like if you wanna get an opinion out there, then you know, you can just get an opinion out there. And I think that's what some of these outlets because that's all they are they're just outlets um do now and they just do it at a much faster pace and a much uh, more consistent pace because when we i'm not getting paid to chat shit um yet (laughs) um uh, but in in the in academic case probably getting paid to to chat shit in some places maybe uh, in terms of social media um Vlad probably def- well, most definitely gets paid for for the shit he, uh puts on puts on via other people. He obviously uses other people as a mouthpiece, but it's still his shit basically. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's where I think that's where it boils down to. I think I, th- I, th- I think it's because because people are so are living fast, quote unquote, um, and they just you know they're they constantly swiping up and down. They see a, they see a thing, they can't take five minutes to. When was the last time I want to ask? I'm I'm asking you, the audience, like for the person who's listening. when's the last time you have read an article, and it was for longer than ten minutes? I genuinely want to know. Like, if you want to, if you want to tell me answers, like hit, hit us up on on whoever you follow. But even seriously, five I, minutes, I, I, I even five minutes. Yeah, even five minutes. Like, when was the last time you, you you read an article, and five minutes passed while you were reading it? I genuinely want to know. So and and I and I don't want to guess the result but, but I think most some cases it's uh you know even if 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 they click on the article you know read a couple of paragraphs done um and you know get the get the gist of it and uh yeah I th- I, th- I think that combined with all of this what we've talked about today uh, for this episode I think it all just ramps up each other and uh and just uh each other up if people only read, like, two lines of something, give them fucking two lines of saying <laughs> Like, give the people what they want, basically. Um, right, it, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I
1: have to speak on that just super quickly because it's exactly what happened with Hip Hop Numbers. You know, Hip Hop Numbers did not exist on Twitter until mid-last year, and the only reason it originally existed for the first six months was to promote my links on Central Source. So I was writing articles for Central Source and I was writing articles for Complex and getting paid for articles as well Uh for a good 12 months prior to... uh, Well, 18 months prior to Hip Hop Numbers existing on Twitter. And then as soon as I decided and realized that people, whilst they were engaged in the writing and they were informed by it, it was this very, very, very small percentage of the people that I could be reaching... If I just condensed everything down to a bite-sized 30-second read. And then as soon as I did that, like I just posted something on Facebook this morning. In the last 28 days, I've been getting a million impressions a day on Twitter. Just from the statistics I do. And it's one tweet, man. It's literally one tweet, 240 characters max. That is... And, and you think about how much effort and time I put into these statistics, I've got 700 Excel spreadsheets, and sometimes one, one tweet will take two weeks to gather the information for, and that tweet will get, hopefully, 800,000 to a million clicks, but if I put that into an article, it would get an eighth of that max, so that is the perfect example, I think, of what you're saying here, is like, people aren't willing to go down that rabbit hole most people aren't and i think you're right man like i think people just grabbing at a headline or grabbing at the first two lines of an article and it is it is human nature to react before we think or before we do anything you know we react emotionally before our body reacts before our brain does really and a lot of people are just trained in that they're just like you see it in all human interaction if you say something that really annoys someone They'll tell you straight away. They won't think about the consequence of telling you that thing. And I think it's the same on Twitter where you see a headline you don't like or a headline that you do like, whatever. You quote tweet it immediately instead of even reading the article. You'll just quote tweet and say, fuck this guy or this guy's right. And yeah, I just think, I don't know, man. I've seen it play out and... I don't see how it's going to change. I don't see any other way that it's going to go. But I think the five-minute thing, asking if you're listening right now, when was the last time you spent five minutes reading an article? I would say rare, very rare. <sighs> Prove us wrong, guys. Prove us wrong, please. Because
0: <laughs> I don't want that to be right. Yeah, know I mean? I don't want that to be right, you know. I mean? I, I, I right, you know? Um, and actually, that would actually be a great, perfect segue to a lighter note. Um
1: where uh, I assume you're done by the way <laughs> well I was gonna ask one single question okay, go before it, go we left it. I spoke about alluded to it last week in our lighter note that journalists don't like hip hop numbers and it's very true a lot of journalists don't like hip hop numbers and I've I've gotten some vitriol from journalists like really gotten into the trenches and I've even had outlets I'm not gonna name them who have attempted to take hip hop numbers down by interviewing me and asking questions like how do you quantify an art form how do you justify being white and talking about hip hop my question to charlie would be do you feel like hip hop numbers is music journalism oh <laughs> be truthful man be truthful i've been in, i've i went on a whole freaking podcast about this and uh, <laughs> i'm i'm out, i'm open for it man
0: um that's a great I, I honestly i've actually never thought about it um that's a great question Okay, so I think the fact that you give objective numbers and the fact that, you know, they're just numbers themselves and uh, you don't put uh, opinion in it unless someone asks you for it via a comment or whatever, uh, I think that says a lot. I'm half tiptoeing because I'm just trying to figure I'm just trying to figure out the whole landscape of what we've just I've talked about. And like just trying to find off. out where you, where I could plop you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say I'd say yes. Um and if I want to put if I'd plop you in the in the aforementioned Overton window. I would say if the middle is journalism and obviously the right is not and the left is and the far left is investigative journalism, which I've considered, you know, which I've put as the holy grail of journalism, right? Mm. I would say for you, it's like a few notches, a few notches past journalism, I guess, because the fact that you're, uh, y- you obviously don't, well, I guess people ask you, do you know, Oh, I want numbers. Oh, have you got numbers on this album? Have you got numbers on this? Have you got numbers on this? Right. And at some mm. point, you will have numbers on everything, uh, if you if, if if your if your brain moves and fingers move fast enough, uh, and if you can listen to enough stuff. But um, I guess in that case, it's an it's an evering battle, which is kind of cool uh, to think about. But um, the fact that you can uh, that you do that and you look independently to these particular things. Um, and obviously, some people pay you to look up very specific things, like that Kid Cully hum thing, uh, which I'm mm. still fascinated by. The fact that you actually did all of that—that's uh, just a exercise in madness, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's masochism. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it really is. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think you're firmly in a in a gelism um, space. Uh, you try you you ask yourself, you know what is the what are the potential numbers on these and you go out to find the numbers on these and you use albums and people's music as the as the thread to pull on so yeah i yeah i think you're firmly in the uh firmly in the space i I think think so yeah okay well said well said i agree good Didn't okay. in relationships, all good. <laughs>
1: no, no, we're good, we're good, guys. It's all right. We, okay, we, we all do we'll do well.
0: We we validated Ben. Hallelujah, we validated him. I I have I have given you my seal of approval uh, Thank as you, a Charlie. person who
1: is not a journalist at all. I think in we're fashion. up to? I think we're up to. No, but I think you are. Like I I don't. Know, I want to get. I don't want to get super deep into. But I honestly do think you are. Oh, I'm not but, asking. I'm not asking if I am. I'm not. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. I, that's why I didn't want to get super. I'm deep. I'm a lot of things.
0: Him. I don't think I'm a journalist. In the fact, in the in the terms in the. In the way I see the journalists, I like doing work. I don't do that kind of work. You know, I do, in the way I interview people. Uh, sometimes I feel like in that case it's a form of journalism. It doesn't make me a journalist in any sense, but it's a form okay, of it yeah. because I I don't look into uh, I, when I when I when I want to interview people. I like to interview them in the sense of talking about their entire life um, in as much as as much as possible. Not just the if they have music drop in, then by all means go for it. But I like to get to know the person as well as, and I think that's um, I think I think you know not to mine horn. What sets me apart from other interviewers, uh, but other than that, I don't really consider myself journalist. Uh, I like I just like to write opinions sometimes and. Uh, and just uh, speak about why I love, which is obviously hip hop, and this is part of the reason why I do these podcasts as well. You know, it's why it's why I have the network. But um, yeah, not to get existential, but yeah, that's that's kind of it. <laughs> not well said, Well said. Not a Uh But anyway, in the lighter note, uh, in the in the segue, uh, smooth segue, uh, we are actually well. Ben is going to feature on my podcast. What's good in the uh, next couple of days after after this uh, particular episode drops. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about everything going on with Australia because obviously there's a lot of going on, <laughs> a lot of goings on with Australia. Uh, you guys have seen, you, you guys, hope, hope you guys have seen on the news because uh, if you haven't, I don't know what fuck fuck you guys, fuck uh, the news, uh, news items you you guys are following, news outlets you are following. But um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, we're literally going to do it right after we record this. So, um, but yeah, I just wanted to, I don't know, give that a look give it a little hype train just to get that crossover going, get that crossover going.
1: Yeah, if you want to peep that, um, we'll have a full discussion. It's going to be a pretty lengthy, not lengthy, but like it's going to be an in-depth discussion. We're going to do that. And so we won't uh, attack it here in our lighter note, but if you want to listen to it, um, I would highly recommend it because it's going to be an interesting discussion.
0: For sure. Have you got a lighter
1: note? I do, actually. So uh, this thing happened just probably just after we recorded the last podcast where followers started tagging me in their best of the decade lists yeah
0: how the hell now did they, that happen
1: i have no idea natural? it was it was organic i i did Son not caught this i did not court this and li- listen i love all of you who follow me i truly do and if you if you follow me and you interact with me on twitter you know i love you but oh my god oh my god there's been billions of them it's it's been very <laughs> overwhelming to wake up to like four thousand notifications and um, some of the takes have been incredible. But it, it just started one person replied to a tweet. I forget what my tweet was. It mm. might. I don't even remember what the tweet was. But it said, um, yeah, they just came up with best rapper, best album, most overrated, most underrated, best producer, most consistent, best year. And that was it. That, yeah. that, that has just gone crazy. It's been everywhere. And um, so I actually c- collated some of those responses actually about two days ago. And there's probably about, I don't know, a thousand more since then. So, um, so these statistics aren't 100% accurate. But these are these are the numbers that I got from my followers. Uh, I think we had 200 votes total. Um, okay. The best album, uh, sorry, best artist, naturally, was Kendrick. That was 67% of the votes. Good start. Best, Good album, start. best album, T-Pab, 30% of the votes. Great start. Uh, most overrated, Drake, 23% of the votes. Fucking amazing start. A terrible. I don't. I don't like that one. But I'll talk about that. Most underrated oh, was Denzel Curry with just six percent of the votes. That had quite a lot of different ones. Joey Badass can, was second. Yeah I, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I, can, see Gibbs, that. I can see that. Freddie argument. Gibbs was third. Jid Earl Big Crit were Big Crit was a good shout. Yeah, uh, a good Rhapsody was in there. JPEG Facts. was in there. Um, best producer was Kanye West with thirty percent of the votes of the decade. And yeah, I can see that, of yeah. the decade. And Metro was second. He had. Just two votes less. Uh, And then it was no one was anywhere near those two. Mike Will was next. So Metro had 48. The next was eight with Mike Will. 40 40 didn't get enough votes. I thought 40 was a good shout for that. Hmm. Um, Most consistent was Kendrick, which I found an interesting one. That was 34% of um,
0: You know, I I would say that, but I think that's a very abstract. You would have uh, to abstract uh, consistent What what do you mean by consistent? Because... Consistency is obviously a very subjective thing. Are we talking about just like quality over projects? And what if they've dropped like, you know, one project in 2010 and like one other in 2018? Is that consistent? You know what I mean? Or, or you know, because in the numbers case, we could say obviously like, I don't know, Gucci Mane or currency or whatever. So, yeah, it's yeah, a, really, a very subjective thing. That one. was,
1: well, the final one was best year, which was 2016, 27% of the votes, which has surprised me because I honestly thought 2018. Would be the one that got there. Uh, twenty eighteen the only 2017? had twenty eighteen had. Uh, where are we? They came third. Twenty fifteen came second.
0: Yeah, I'm. am f- thinking twenty fifteen. Um, twenty sixteen. What we got? Coloring book. Pablo. We got it from here. Blank face. Untitled. Malibu. For your eyes. Atrocity exhibition. Black America again. Pretty good. Pretty good. Birds of a trap. This is a good year. I remember this. Out. Yeah. Run the jewels free. Yeah. It's a, It's a good year. A, Run the Jewels
1: 3 was their best album, I think.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a good year. That's a good year. Passion, Pain, Demon Slaying, yeah. that's a, It's not a bad year. It's not a bad year. Let me look up 2015 real right quick. Because try, I'm trying to remember. Obviously, I know like, Spittman Butterfly like, came out 2015, but like, I'm just trying to think of that the whole year. Spittman right, Butterfly, like, Summertime of 06, Compton, DS2, Shrem Life, I Don't Like Shit, Dreams, Worth More Than Money, King Push, Ooh. Dark Sky Paradise, Tetsu One Youth, Rodeo, credit Incredible Story, Mr. Wonderful... Young well, that's nation. A <sighs> that's a tough. That's, that's a tough toss up. That's a tough toss up. I would well, say it's... 2016 out of those two. Uh,
1: what was the? What was the year you said? I said 2018.
0: Yeah. Um... Nah. I, I, nah I, don't think, I don't think 2018. I don't think. I mean, there's some good stuff on here. Um, you know, you got like Oxnard. You got Daytona, Astroworld, Age of Privacy, DiCaprio Two. Taboo, Kamikaze, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Redemption, Redemption, Care for Me, Saba, Room Twenty Five, No Names, Good, Whack World, Black Panther soundtrack, obviously. Oh yeah. Uh, Fetty, uh, Dirty yes. Computer, R R Two. There you go, Rock Marciano, Prime Two, the album that Shall pretty, not be named. <laughs>
1: pretty good, pretty good year, man.
0: Harlan and streams of thought. Yeah, it's a good year. I think I, I think twenty sixteen is a great pick. Um, I'm, think, I'm trying to think of like earlier years, like 2013. All those, yeah, I feel like there they didn't year. get a lot of love, man. They didn't yeah, I get a lot of love. I feel like there was to... a year in there that was quite good, but I can't really put my finger on it. But yeah, I'd go 2016. I think that's a good year. I think that's 2010. Year.
1: 2010 didn't get a single vote. Not a single vote. Wow. Not a single vote. 2010. Th- let's have a look. Tw- look, I'm pretty sure 2010 was Drake's debut. 2010's uh, a bit, a little bit fire. It's, it's my Beautiful dark to Fantasy was in there. I'm just doing this off the top of my head.
0: Dark to Fantasy, Thank Me Later, How I Got Over Roots, Teflon, Don Rick Ross, yeah. Recovery Eminem, Distant Relatives, uh, Pink Friday, B.O.B., uh, B. <laughs> uh, B. B. Man B. on B. the Moon the end of B. 2, Bun B, o. B. Uh, Trilogy, um, Death is Silent, Cunning kind of Linguists, Plastic Beach, Gorillas. T I No Mercy, Ooh. Friday Night Lights, Cushion OJ. There's some fire in
1: there, man. There's some fire in there. Discovery,
0: Tiny Temple Uh, Strickland Banks Plan B, that's a good album. That's a great album. Uh yeah, there's some there's some heat in there. I wouldn't say best year, but there's some there's some heat. And, and you know, this is this is kind of, you know, going back to what what I just wrote I just wrote an article on, there's good music every year, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's always some heat. And you know, sometimes it doesn't come from the best, uh, the the not well, not the best, the biggest artists. You know, it sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, Death is silent, kind of linguist. I, I saw that on um, hip hop golden ages. Like they they constantly, they always had that on their decade list, um, and they're just like best of year lists. Um, and I was just like, well, I need to give it a listen. You know, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was the best album ever, but like they really loved it. And so uh. you know, kind of linguist. You know, they're a bit underground. You know, they've been around for a while you're not gonna find you're not gonna find that um in uh mainstream ma- mainstream hip-hop so i think that just comes to you know comes uh, brings around all brings everything full circle of just talking about how we see particular years and how we see sometimes a music over a calendar year um you know we named some heat in those few years but um even in the dead years i am sure if we if we if i went through those years again with the mindset I have now and the tools that we have now, especially, boy, I'd find some heat. Mm-hmm. I would find some heat in there. Trust me on that. So you know, just that was that was quite good. I, I, I bought literally everything's full circle and tied it up in nice bows. So good shout. Then uh, shout out to everyone that obviously did that thing completely organically. I I generally thought you started that. I thought it was like like guys, give me your oh, nice. give me your best dice give me your this, give me your that. But literally, I can't believe that actually happened. The whole format, because yeah. literally, that's a that's a genuine that's a that's a format we do every year. You know, people just do it every year um, for for everything, even in like sports. Before a season starts, you got like who's going to win MVP, who's going to win Coach of the Year. You know, what I mean, yeah. we we all do it uh, for for most things uh, that happen yearly. But that just happened organically, and they obviously always tagged you on it. That's kind of fascinating.
1: Uh, it was cool it was really cool I'm, i apologize if you're out there and i didn't get back to your response i there's just an infinite amount of them and i try my best i try my best um but i am pretty busy personally at the moment so yeah but it was really fun so thank you all to do for doing that and continuing to do it it's still happening at the moment so <laughs> still ah, it fl- flooding in re- <laughs> still flooding in man I'm trying to like get to responses to my actual tweets and it's really hard to <laughs> I'm like <laughs> yeah but no it was cool it was cool it was really great so, so why you, isn't like, Drake overrated Drake is look there's no way Drake is overrated because I how can dinner. you <laughs> because firstly overrated has to be uh, it has to be like a critical thing or it has to like sales cannot be a marker of how overrated you are That is, like, actual hardcore evidence that you're selling. (laughs) That you're rated. (laughs) That you're rated. Like, you know, say an artist like, um, for example, Logic's Confessions got, like, in the 70s on Metacritic. That's an overrated album. That's overrated by the critics. Obviously, they were paid or some bullshit. But, like, how can... A lot of people said Logic has been overrated this decade, and I think he has. And you might even say, you know, Cole is overrated, I personally don't agree because going back over his discography, I really like it, but before I went back over his discography, I would have agreed with you. There's no tangible thing to say Cole is rated highly because of this. It's just subjective, but when you're talking about Drake, most people aren't going to tell you he's the best rapper in the world. Most people aren't going to tell you he's the best pop star in the world. Most people aren't going to tell you he's the best at anything he does except selling, and that's what he does, and, and there's like tangible proof that he is literally... He doubled Taylor Swift's numbers for the decade. That's tangible proof that he's rated correctly... In the realm in which he's rated. So I don't see how people rate overrate Drake. Unless they're saying that people buying his music... Is a subjective endorsement of that music. <laughs> that's abstracting it out too far I think. Like you know what I mean? That's, that's just why I think... Look I don't think as I said... I don't think he's the greatest at what he does... Um, except he's the greatest at charting. He he seems to know that, and it's it's tangible, it's quantifiable. So that's why I don't think Drake could be overrated in that realm.
0: But you literally just said right that he's not. Uh, most people would say he's not the best. Everything that every, any criteria that you put in, other than get numbers, right? So okay, so. The fact that I think I think that's kind of like saying that. I mean, you sound you, you, you're kind of sounding like a Drake band here, my boy. You're kind of sounding like a Drake, like Drake stand right here, because because you know staying, what they all do, bro. You know what they all do. They just when when they're back into a corner, they just throw. He has the most numbers. <laughs> they just throw platinum plaques at you, and you're just like, fine. You win. The thing, well done. The thing clap, about clap, the clap, thing clap. about well that done, is, guys. is
1: they they use that <laughs> they use those plaques as justification for skill. Or Eminem fans do it. A, Eminem stands, not fans, do it a lot. Like you'll <laughs> okay. you'll corner them in a room and say, "Revival got a fifty on Metacritic, and everyone panned it." And they'll just say, nah, but yeah, but Eminem's the highest selling rapper of all time, which is not." But they'll they'll use that for justification that he is subjectively good. Now I'm not using Drake's numbers as justification for his music being subjectively the level that it like. So I'm just saying that in the realm that he's rated, which is commercial success, <laughs>
0: yeah, but you're putting him in that in that bubble. Like that's a protective bubble because like you're saying all that, right? But then you, you're also saying that he's bang average in all of the in all of I the other say he's bang categories that people. Is decent. You know that hip hop fans class uh, that class other artists. You know what I mean? It's just it it it, it seems like a that that seems like a protective bubble. Because if you're saying that, then but you're saying he's average, like in 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 most fashions, then that counts as overrating because he has these
1: numbers for whatever reason. And yeah, but that's the thing. They all that's think the that he's average. So isn't whatever that overrated? reason, whatever reason is the key, and there are reasons for that. There are reasons for that, well, Let me that. put my Drake...
0: tinfoil hat on, and I'll tell you what kind of... Uh... Well,
1: Drake Drake is evidently... <laughs> hey, <laughs> have you got one? No, I've used, I'm, I'm using a plastic bag that I uh, put my <laughs> cables in. <laughs> oh, it sounds like you've putting on a tinfoil hat. <laughs> no, but that's what I mean. Like, I was going to draw a comparison with academics. Like, you can't say that academics is overrated in the realm he exists in, which is just ridiculous hot takes and having an audience. Like... Because it what, what, that whatever reason, but that's not the conversation is... we're
0: having though. That's 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 like if you if you said that, that would be asked. That would be putting academics in the conversation of who's a who's a a good hip hop journalist. Yeah, but it's a different realm that we're talking about. That's what I'm saying.
1: But that's, I understand that. And, and my my counter to that is that Drake has never existed in the realm of this is the greatest rapper of the decade or this is the greatest anything. Like the greatest marketer or the greatest uh, person to uh, transition from pure sales to, to streams. Yes, like all, all of the greatest conversations around Drake are numbers-based. And he has the numbers to back himself up in that. Okay, we're just going back and forth. So, yeah, we're going <laughs> to go back. And my Wi
0: Fi dipped for like 20 seconds. I was shit myself. Yeah, that scared <laughs> the crap out of me. I heard
1: like this blankness and I'm like, and I stopped talking and I gazed into the abyss and I'm like, oh, Charlie's back. It's okay.
0: All right, fair enough. So, yeah, so, okay, we're just going to, it's going to we are just leave it. We we'll agree out. to disagree. Agree to disagree.
1: We almost our relationship almost <laughs> broke when I asked them if you thought hip hop numbers was journalism, and we we skated no, by that. Like, we I skated because I've that. always
0: respected your. I've always respected your hustle. In the in in that case, I always respected your hustle anyway, and that's that's the reason why I asked you to do this podcast in the first place. Because I knew you were a, you know a genuine, uh, good looking outlet that didn't do it just for like you know. Just for you know, um, um I guess uh, clout, I guess, um, so yeah, you know, I've always respected the hustle, and uh, but I just never f- really generally thought about it in that in that way, okay. So, our Wi Fi is dipping, so we're just gonna leave it there. So, ladies and gentlemen, holy crap, you're back! I know, right? It's crazy, it's crazy, like you keep dipping out, it's scaring the shit out of me, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been digging digits. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. I've been Charlie Taylor of the fifth element i think than Carter of hip-hop numbers uh, 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 no I'm joking uh, <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys have a good week we shall always try to do the same support good ge- music journalism read fucking articles and we shall try and do the same but until the next time take it easy ladies and gentlemen alright peace oh fucking hell bro oh god Digging in Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me, music for the show, piece and video games by bonus points. Thanks to Chiffre breakers for the ability to use. Socials for the fifth element, hip hop by numbers, bonus points and chiffre Breakers will be in the description if you're listening. This has been the fifth element podcast network and hip hop by numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us. We shall see you next time on Digging in Digits.